All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you here with me this week, and uh, it is it is good. Uh, it's good to be back, right? It's been a couple of weeks. Was out traveling, visiting family, uh, traveling uh, through Illinois with my mom, visiting aunts and uncles, and uh, got to see a few of you in Bloomington Normal, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so. Uh, so we're back. We are back at it here. We today are going to continue uh, our conversation in uh, the letter of James. Uh, we're going to be in, in James chapter 1, uh, verses 9 through 12. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about keeping perspective. Uh, but before we get there, I just want to uh, encourage you to go ahead and subscribe, right? Uh, subscribe right there. DanielMRose.com. Uh, if you head over there, drop in your email, uh, you will get everything that I write. Uh, you'll catch uh, the audio recording of this podcast and Beyond Sunday School. That episode, so two episodes a week, uh, you will you'll get dropped right into your email inbox. You can also subscribe uh, to the Love Well podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. Uh, at DanielMRose.com, I'm also writing every day. Uh, and and I'm writing my knee-jerk devotional. So I'm uh, taking a passage from the Book of Common Prayer's daily lectionary, uh, daily office, and, and reading uh, reading it, processing it, and just kind of giving you my initial thoughts. So it's really it really is my knee-jerk reaction uh, to the scripture that I'm reading and meditating on for the day. And so I hope that uh, you will. Uh, I hope that you will find that helpful. Uh, this week, I started. Uh, I've started turning that daily writing into an audio podcast. Uh, and if you go to, it's it's live on Spotify right now. So if you go to Spotify, you can uh, look up the Knee Jerk Devotional, and you can subscribe. It's three to five minutes, and uh, it's it's going to be posted every morning uh, soon. Very soon, it'll be everywhere that you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, anywhere that you that you are looking, uh, you'll be able to find the Knee Jerk Devotional Podcast. If you don't want to go to Spotify or don't want to wait till it gets to those uh, other other sources, you can go to anchor.fm slash knee jerk devotional and grab that, uh, grab the podcast. So um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so subscribe. And if you're looking for the video, uh, of um, of you know kind of the video archive of today, uh, you can always go to YouTube.com/slash Daniel Rose. Find it there along with uh, all of the Nedrick devotionals. Uh, you can uh, catch up with with what I'm recording uh, in those places. Uh, the other thing that I would encourage you to to think about is joining me for uh, the virtual book club that I host. Thursday nights at 9.30 p.m. on the Simple Theologian Discord. Uh, we are reading through Amusing Ourselves to Death by Neil Postman, and uh, we're on chapter two, so you can still jump in here at the beginning. Uh, so Thursday nights, 9.30 Eastern on Discord. Uh, if you need an invitation to the Discord, uh, just hit me up in a, with a direct message here on Facebook, and uh, and we'll, we will get you connected. All right, um, so... 
Today's passage is James chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. As, as I'm kind of talking through this, uh, you know, if you've got questions or thoughts, drop them in the comments, and at the end, we will do a little bit of Q&A uh, from, the, from the comments. Uh, so stick around and, and be, a part, be a part of that conversation, uh, if, if you will. And so let's, let's get rolling. James, chapter 1, verses 9 through 12, goes like this. It says, Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So this, uh, this passage I think really kind of gets at uh, this this question or this issue that that so many of us have, and that's uh, we lose perspective. We lose perspective so fast. A couple of years ago, uh, maybe it was just last year. Uh, it was either last fall or the fall before. Ethan was was playing football, and um, and I and I don't remember what passage we were talking about. Uh, but I had said, you know, I had kind of talked about how, you know, when we have an eternal perspective, uh, what that what that does is it allows us, you know, to kind of see this big picture. And when we are caught up in our circumstances, when we have lost perspective, it's like we're standing there right there like this, right up in front of a tree. When you're standing in front of a tree like this, you... You can't see the forest. All you can see is the tree. Now, the tree might be beautiful. The tree uh, might have amazing leaves and branches and a root system that is, that is unbelievable. But the beauty of the single tree is dwarfed. It's dwarfed in the context of the forest. When we lose perspective, it's like missing the forest for the tree. So, you know, James, James here, uh, he's, he's kind of pushing on this a little bit, right? He says, you know, he says, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. What? You know, what, what's, what's he talking about here when he's talking about this, um, believers in humble circumstances thing? And, and how do they how do they have a high position? Well, humble circumstances uh, could could mean uh, people who people who are poor, people without financial resources. But if you but but it's not just that, right? The humble circumstances here is also people who who don't have societal or cultural power. They're, they're kind of on the outside looking in. They're on the, they're on the fringes of, of society. And this is what happened uh, to, to followers of Jesus, you know, early, 
early in the, in the story of Christianity, following Jesus back in the day was not easy. If, if you, if you were, um, you know, if you were a, a Jewish Christian who James is writing to, and you, you embrace the Messiah, uh, a lot of the synagogues were putting you out. And we saw that uh, even in, uh, the, in the Gospel of John, right? He was, he was talking about, he talked about that as we, as we looked at one of those I am passages. Uh, the man who was born blind, he got put out of the synagogue because he wouldn't, he wouldn't denounce Jesus. And so it cost something to follow Jesus in the first century. It cost something uh, financially, because the synagogue was, was kind of the center of, of the society. Um, so, so, you know, it was, it, it could have costed you jobs. It could have cost you family. It could cost you friendship. Uh, it, was, it was hard. It was hard to follow uh, Jesus as, as the Christ uh, in, the, in the first century. Not only that, if you were a, and so if you were a Gentile, uh, follower of Jesus, it, it costs you. It costs you just as much. I was studying Romans, uh, you know, a couple years ago, and I mean, just the reality of what it was like in Roman society for somebody who began to follow Jesus was was brutal. Again, you lost jobs, you lost friendships, you lost relationships, you lost stature, you lost standing. You would lose all of these things in the first century, and it, and that is hard. Guys, that's so hard for us to comprehend because we live in a day and age where people who follow Jesus have, who have power, right? They have a seat at the table. And, and many, many Christians are in the position where they are, where they are fighting to keep that power, where they are working hard to hold on to that power, where they are doing whatever they have to do to keep that seat at the table, so, you know, for, for us to try to wrap our minds around this idea of humble circumstances uh, beyond just the financial aspect of things, that's a, that's a tough go, guys. That's a, that's a, that's a tough culture, cultural divide to kind of step over, right? So, uh, so keep that in mind. And he says, you know, you should take pride in your high position if you're in humble circumstances. How do, that, that, just, that just doesn't compute, right? You, okay, so you're in humble circumstances. You're outside of the power structure. You're outside of, of a place of, of influence and, and all that kind of stuff. How, how do you now have a high, how do you have a high position? What are you talking about here, James? Well, I think James is saying have some perspective. What's your high position? Their high position was their union with Christ. Their high position was the fact that, that they were connected to Jesus. So their union with Christ now gives them this high position because their union with him puts them, puts them united you know, with, with the king, with, with the one who is... The creator, the one who uh, is over all things and in all things and through all things. He says, take, take pride in that high position. Now, the pride here is not some sort of haughty boastfulness like, you know, I'm better than you or, you know, that's, it's not what, 
That's not what he's talking about. He's, he's talking about, I think, the good kind of pride, that, that kind of pride where you are taking joy in someone else, when you are taking joy in, in the success and the accomplishment of another, right? In the same way that maybe you take joy in your child's accomplishments, not because you're living through them, but because you truly are taking joy in seeing them succeed or a neighbor or a friend. Paul says this a lot as he writes. You know, he says, I take, I take, I boast in Christ uh, because, because his union with Christ was, was the primary uh, way that he understood himself. I think we need, we need to embrace a little bit of this. We need to understand that our union with Christ, that, that, changes, the pers- that changes our perspective, that, that, that raises us up out of kind of this being stuck in, in our immediate circumstances. When we're caught up in our immediate circumstances, and then we're living life here, we're not, we're not, we're not called to live life here. We're called to live life here. This, this big perspective. Don't miss the forest for the trees. He, he, wants, he wants our perspective to get bigger. He says, hey, if you're in humble circumstances, boast in your, take pride in your high position because you are united with Christ. He was the king and he found himself in the lowest of circumstances. He found himself crucified. He found himself dying, you know, dying the death of, of a common criminal. That, you don't get much lower than that. that. That's tough stuff in the first century. He says, if you're on the outside looking in, you're at the same place Jesus is. So take pride in that. Now, he flips the script a little bit. In verse 10, the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower. All right. Wait, what? So, you know, the, the humble and cer- those in humble circumstances have a high position. The rich should take pride in their humiliation. Well, what's, what's going on? Same thing. Same thing. He's saying, hey, your union with Christ is your humiliation. Why? Because if you live that way, if you live that out, if, if you're a rich person in this day and age, and you say, I follow Jesus, what's going to happen? You're going to lose your business. You're going to lose your power. You're going to lose your seat at the table. You're going to lose your, your place of, of privilege, and you're going to probably no longer be a rich person depending on how much you've got stored up, right? But either way, you're going to find yourself on the outside looking in. It says, take pride in your humiliation. Take pride, rich person, in your union with Christ. Guys, I think we can, I think we as American Christians, I think we can identify way more with the rich person here than we can with the humble circumstance person. Because we, we live in a day and age where if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're an American Christian, 
You have power. You are on the inside. You are not on the outside. But I think too often, we sacrifice that union with Christ. We sacrifice those things that make being united with Christ so different because we lose perspective and we start living right here even though we're rich and we lose this. We lose this. You know, our circumstances begin to dominate everything. If we're wealthy, what do you try to do? You try to maintain that wealth or grow that wealth. If you're if you don't have power, you try to grab hold of that power. You try to you you try to get after that. But it's not what but James says, no. That's that's if we get caught up in our circumstances, then we're missing the forest for the trees. We're missing this this big picture. And that big picture, that big picture is being united with Christ. And we need that big picture because what we what we have in these immediate circumstances are going to pass away. They're here, they're there, they happen and then they're gone. You know? They're just gone. The things that seem so important, you know, they just oh, they dominate everything. All of a sudden it's over and it's done. And you look back and you're like, well, that wasn't that important. Because why? Well, you lived this way. We lived this way instead of living this way. We miss the forest for the trees. This summer, as we were finishing up the last, uh, the last uh, travel summer baseball season that me and Ethan's coach had a ton of conversations just kind of thinking back through, uh, you know, the old days when the kids were nine, ten years old. And, oh, man, we as parents, we lived and died with every single game. And I look, we look back ten years later and go, we were idiots. What were we thinking? Those days passed away. Enjoy the beauty, right? Enjoy the beauty you have in this moment. But realize it's going to pass away. Don't miss the forest for the tree. Right? I, love, I love how James puts this in verse 11. He says, The sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. See, he doesn't say that the wildflower is ugly. No, he acknowledges the beauty of the moment. He acknowledges the beauty of the wildflower. But he's saying, don't get caught up in that, with that wildflower. Right? The fo- don't, miss, don't miss the forest for the trees. Yes, that one moment is beautiful. Yes, maybe in this circumstance and life is going great. And it is beautiful. But take the big picture. Those in humble circumstances, guys, life can be hard. Life can be hard, right? Verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. We, standing under trial, standing under suffering, persevering through those things, the only way we can do it is if we get this big picture is if we don't miss 
the forest for the tree. Right? We can't live like this. We have to live like this. We have, we have to see. We have to see the big picture. We have to see the big picture. You know, for, for, for those of you listening um, on the podcast after I've recorded this, uh, every time I say, don't live like this, my hand is right in front of my face. Right? Because all you can see when your hand is right in front of your face is your hand. And you miss everything else that's going on around you. James is saying, persevere. If you persevere and you stand up against the test, you're going, you're going to get this crown of life. He's basically saying, listen, if you are able to hold perspective, can you hold the big picture? If you can hold the big picture, if you can hold the whole picture in your head, if you can hold the forest, you can still celebrate the tree. But the beauty of the tree, the beauty of the single wildflower pales in comparison to the whole field of wildflowers. The beauty of the tree pales in comparison to the whole forest. So much more is true about about our lives. Right? Our lives... Our lives, yes, they are made up of moments, but our whole life, our whole life is so much more than the individual moment. When we are walking through trial, when we are walking through suffering, when we're walking through hard things, if we are focused only on those circumstances, only on those things, only on those moments, then we're not going to be able to persevere because that moment will eat us. But if we can hold the perspective, if we can hold on to this broader perspective of union with Christ, understanding that there is so much more to reality in life than just this one little moment, if we can hold on to that perspective, oh man, life gets better. Life gets so much more beautiful James is saying, he's saying, don't focus on your circumstances. Whether you're in humble circumstances or whether you're rich, don't focus on the circumstances. Focus on the big perspective. Focus on the eternal perspective. See the big picture, right? See the big picture. It's so beautiful and it's so worth it. So, um, yeah, that's that's this week, you know. Hold hold the perspective, right? Hold the perspective. Don't miss the forest for the trees. Um, don't see uh, don't see any comments hanging out here. And um, so, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And want to encourage you again um, to. Uh, go ahead and grab the archive of today's video if you want to, youtube.com slash Daniel Rose, uh, or subscribe. Best thing to do, just subscribe, danielmrose.com. It's free. You get the knee-jerk devotional. You get um, you know my my two longer podcasts dropped right into your email every, every week. Uh, and then also encourage you to head over to anchor.fm slash knee-jerk devotional if you want to uh, subscribe. Uh, to the 
to the audio version of the Knee Jerk Devotional. If you're not into video, if you're not into to text, that's the way to go. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for thanks for being with me. And until next time, love well, my friends. <laughs>